Hi everyone and welcome back to Into the Void. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for episode number 16 of my weekly audio diary in which I share my thoughts and musings. So thank you all for tuning in once again. Um, I hope you are all doing well at this time. So I think I'll um, begin today's particular episode um, looking at quite a major news story that's that has broken in the last 24 to 48 hours, and that's a huge increase in um, in violence uh, in the Middle East, in in Gaza uh, and Israel and the occupied territories. So. Um, as you may or may not be aware, um, what we're seeing on the on the news, on the mainstream news anyway, um, is that Hamas, uh, um, starting at seven o'clock yesterday, Saturday morning, that they managed to break through um, the security lines um, into um, Israel, or what some might call the uh, occupied territories, of course, um, from Gaza, and we've seen pictures of. Um, members of Hamas uh, using paragliders and we've also seen images of them um, taking out Israeli tanks and we've also seen footage of them just literally driving um, like bulldozers through through the border fence as I was uh, as I was just saying so the first thing um, that I want to comment on in, in regards to this um, main news story um is that obviously this border area is one of the most closely guarded one of the most closely surveilled um piece of land um in the whole world as we know of course and the israeli military um is one of the most sophisticated in the world largely um thanks to fun funding from uncle sam of course and um the kind of technology surveillance technology that they have um, is literally second to none. So, of course, uh, many questions are, are being asked in terms of how Hamas uh, was able to, to pull off this rather kind of extraordinary or audacious military operation, um, which meant they were able um, to take um, some, some territory uh, currently held uh, by Israel and also to launch large-scale large rocket uh, uh, attacks um, into into Israel and also we're being told that many um, civilians in Israel have been um, have been slaughtered they've been dragged out of their cars and they've they've been shot in in cold blood and there's all sorts of horrific um, images um, that's that are going around online on on the alternative media so I mean, my first reaction to this is um, we, we have to be careful before we make any assessments in terms of, of what's, what is actually going on because um, we don't want to, to add to the sort of um, the polarizations uh, in that part of the world. We don't want to unnecessarily add uh, to the tensions um, that exist. I mean, I, w I just want to start by saying this is something that's been mentioned um, on the news, in the mainstream media, on news reports that I was seeing yesterday, is that they, they were saying it's 
it's kind of hard to believe, and this was the, their words I'm using, that this has happened. How, how were the Israeli security forces and the Israeli military, which I was just talking about, how have they allowed um, Hamas to carry out this um, operation? It appears as if um, they were literally um, asleep at the wheel. And we're hearing um, kind of sort of huge amount of Israeli um, civilians that, that have been that have been killed in a sort of um, really unprecedented um, attack that appears to be um, on a scale that we really we really haven't seen before and um, yeah so like I was saying um, it's hard to know um, as with many of these things um, what has actually occurred here because you can see images, um, quite horrific images, but it's it's hard to quantify, it's hard to, to verify um, what has actually uh, occurred. And that's why I'm saying it's it's important not to jump to any conclusions. But it does seem to me um, a little bit strange that this this event has happened when normally um, Israel finds it pretty easy to, to put down any attack from Hamas or any other militant groups, <coughs> excuse me, as they are described in that particular region or in that particular part of the world. And also, as we know, their much heralded uh, Iron Dome um, defence system normally can easily pick off any rockets that Hamas and other uh, Islamic militant groups um, fire into um, Israeli um, territory. So, so what's going on here? Um, it does seem to be a kind of very, very strange and very serious, of course, um, turn of events. If if we believe at face value what we're being told in in the mainstream media, I mean, first, firstly, I would say um, I think it's highly unlikely that um, the Israeli Defense force, the Israeli military, as we should properly rightly call it, or the and um, the Israeli security forces. Um, I'm not sure that this could be down to incompetence. Um, when you look at some of the footage and how easily um, Hamas um, were able to um, to just um, literally walk in into Israeli territory. It does seem as if, I mean, are we talking about a kind of um, situation a bit like um, the alleged insurrection in January 2021 at the Capitol building from uh, Trump supporters, uh, where we saw the footage of police officers, police officers, excuse me, literally just removing some of the um, some of the uh, iron guardrails and allowing Trump supporters to just literally walk into the building. So much for an insurrection. Um, again, I don't want to get drawn into too much speculation and I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone uh, who has been killed uh, and obviously there does appear to be a lot of bloodshed. But from my perspective, trying to be uh, an objective observer as much as that is possible. Um, it does look to me as if, um, shall we just say, this was allowed to happen and a bit like perhaps on 9-11, um, 
you know, the Israeli defense forces, they stood down, uh, as happened in, in, in New York, in, in the United States. And um, now why would they do that? Why would, the, um, why, was, why would the Israeli regime do that? Why would the political establishment in Israel do that? Well, I mean, there are many different theories out there. Some are saying it's just, well, it's just a distraction event. Obviously, things are going very badly for the globalists and their cohorts um, in the Ukraine, where Russia um, is is in the ascendancy, and to all intents and purposes, they really they really did they did secure a victory, or they at least secured um, the east of the country, where uh, there's a large amount of Russian-speaking. Ukrainians uh, in territory that had been targeted and continues to be targeted by the Ukrainian military. So some are saying that it is a, in the alternative media at least, excuse me, some are saying it's like a distraction event and by, you know, a few weeks, by Wednesday, uh, the media will be focused on something else and, it, you know, it's nothing that we should be concerned about and a lot of these, um, and by extension they're saying that a lot of the death figures we're hearing from the Israeli side, if I can put it like that, um, basically a lot of that is 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 untrue, and they would also claim that the kind of footage we've seen um, is not necessarily what we what we think it is. Um, there's also people who are claiming, as always, you get the kind of what I would describe as um, forgive me, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but religious fanatics who, uh, when I've looked at um, social media and um, forums such as um, godlike productions which I sometimes look at um, when these time type of things kick off which is kind of very much a sort of truth or conspiracy type forum and you get your religious fanatics on there who are saying this is we're now close to um, you know we're now close to biblical prophecy being uh, being enacted and we're going to see the destruction of Damascus and Jerusalem and uh, Israel's going to wipe um, it's going to wipe Iran off the map and it's going to escalate to Hezbollah and then Lebanon and also um, Egypt etc 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 so we've got that kind of point of view going on as well I mean from from my perspective my take on it, as I was saying, to try and be as dispassionate as possible. Um, I haven't really heard anyone else talk about or analyse it in these terms, but, I mean, if you follow this part of the world, you again, you may or may not be aware, but in recent times, in the last few years, or more recently, I should say, the last year, there's been huge uh, anti, uh, anti-government protests in Israel, massive we're talking you know tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of uh, israelis um, marching against their government to protest about reforms of the judiciary and reforms um to 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 the um to the legal system um in israel so and really um you know really quite hardcore serious protests so could this could this this event, I'll call it this event in in adverted commas, um, what appears to be an escalation of, of violence and bloodshed, bloodshed, sorry, over there in the Middle East, could this be about trying to kind of um, bring the civilian population in in Israel back 
under a kind of um, mindset whereby they are once again supportive of their government and uh, whereby they see their government as as um, kind of being their protectors um, from from um, from radical Islam, if you want to if you want to put it like that. I think that is one. I think that is one possible scenario, as I say, which up until now I haven't really heard. Um, I haven't really heard spoken about. And of course, um, excuse the plane overhead, um, as always. Um, and of course, we're now seeing um, the reaction from the Israeli military, the Israeli Defence Force, uh, kind of a very uh, Orwellian type of name, of course. Um, and uh, we've also we've, all, we've already seen sort of um, Israeli uh, Israeli jets uh, attacking attacking um, attacking Gaza, and unfortunately, uh, it does appear as if. Um, many civilians in Gaza have, al have already been killed and there are rumours of um, a full-scale military invasion, um, literally tanks on the streets in, in Gaza. And, um, you know, again, the rumours swirl that if that were to happen, then the whole Islamic world would, would turn on, on Israel and, and there would be um, a kind of massive escalation uh, of events and and potentially um, the the theatre of war would um, would would widen beyond uh, Israel and Gaza and the and the occupied territories. I personally, um, I mean, I don't take that kind of um, sort of um, doomy scenario. I suspect. Uh, what will happen? There will be a minor military, uh, so-called incursion, another word that I hate, or military operation, um, into the Gaza Strip, as we've seen in in recent years. And then they will probably the Israeli military will probably pull back. Um, we see this from time to time, every 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 few years, um, when uh, the Israelis just seem to. Um, seem to start a military operation and kill lots of civilians but of course um, on this occasion uh, we're being told that lots and lots of Israeli um, civilians ha have been killed unfortunately and it's a it's a tragedy when any when any human being um, when any human being dies in in whatever circumstances so I don't think this is going to escalate beyond um, beyond Israel Palestine and the occupied territories um i don't think i don't think it will spread um spread to the spread to the um the lebanon as as many people in the alternative media are are, are predicting um i do remain quite hopeful in that regard but um you know to any sort of observers looking at the situation it does it does um it does look quite it does look quite serious and in in many regards quite horrific but um i don't think it's going to i don't think it's going to escalate as i was just saying to to the extent that that some people um some people are predicting i mean i just want to finish on this particular news section uh because as you could appreciate um i'm talking about something very very sen 
um, kind of sensitive here and I don't want to upset anyone who's listening and um, I'm trying to be as balanced as and dispassionate as, as possible. But I just want to finish um, really by saying that I think that the situation um, in the Middle East here it does, I mean, it does have to come to some resolution uh, at some point, as all, as all things do. And no, I don't think it's going to be in terms of kind of biblical prophecy coming true, which will herald, you know, um, <laughs> the second coming, um, etc., etc., um, sort of fill in, fill in the blanks as you, as you wish. But it is a situation that, does have to come to sort of some resolution at some point I believe and um, I think uh, what was actually quite interesting I heard um, I don't know his or her name forgive me or what party he or she was a member of but it was a member of the Knesset and they actually said which I thought was yeah it was actually maybe hopeful for the future they said that of course they condemn the bloodshed on both sides but what they said, which I thought was really fascinating, ultimately, um, you know, Israel has is going to have to pull back to the 1967 um, borders uh, and pull out of much of the occupied territories if there is a if there ever is going to be a diminishment of violence and this constant sort of escalation, escalate escalation of violence that we see in the Middle East in in this part of the world. So. You know, um, maybe there is maybe there is some hope for the future. Um, who knows? Um, just finally, I just want to say that um, again, when looking at um, godlike productions, a kind of conspiracy truther um, forum yesterday, I just wanted to you know take the temperature, see see what was going on, and looked a little bit on Facebook as well. Once again, I think a lot of people. Um, ardent, hardened truthers, whatever you want to call them. I think they sort of, when they always point to this, it's definitely going to be an escalation, and and we're we're looking at World War Three, and 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 Iran is going to be turned to glass, um, sort of thing. What they often miss out is that um, there are always back channels that exist between um, sort of so-called warring countries or warring factions and um, just to give you an example of what I'm talking about and no I don't mean like some people claim that what we're watching is just an orchestrated movie and Hamas um, I don't know if this is true or not but uh, they were uh, originally set up by um, kind of western intelligence agencies as a sort of as a decoy, because as we've known in the past, a lot of these rockets that are fired into Israel, they hardly ever land, or, or when they do, they don't prove to be um, very effective. So all that happens is that then uh, Israel has a causus belli or a justification to go and slaughter um, loads of uh, innocent civilian Palestinians. So that's a that's another consideration, really, is this whole issue of, of the Iron Dome and why... Why is it now uh, that Hamas are able to fire in to fire rockets that are uh, apparently doing severe damage uh, in Israel? Anyway, sorry. This final point that I wanna want to make is so um, just to cite this as an example. 
Um, back in January 2020, before COVID, uh, when Trump was still uh, the US president, um, we had a serious uh, incident. Uh, and I think it happened in Iran. I can't remember. But anyway, the head, the head honcho, the, the military leader of the Iranian military, I'm not quite sure what, what his title was. Anyway, the, the head guy, the main guy, if you like, um, he was killed in a car bomb. And uh, I'm not sure if it later came to light, but the Iranians were claiming that it was um, Trump who, who, who gave the, um, you know, who, who gave the confirmation or the gave the Israelis um, the green light. There we are. I'm going to find the word. They gave the Israelis the green light to go ahead with this operation. Anyway, um, in retaliation, Iran um, targeted um, a military base, a U.S. military base in Iraq. And it later came to light again. So with all of these things, we don't know what is the truth or not. But anyway, information came to light that the Iranian military or the, the Iranian authorities um, gave um, or passed on, whether directly or through a third party or not, I don't know. But they passed on the coordinates, the exact coordinates of where these missiles uh, were going to be fired at the Iraqi at the Iraqi. Um, at the Iraqi military base, sorry, the US uh, base in Iraq, I should say, get it right. And you may you may remember these very, very weird um, headlines that uh, were in the mainstream news and Trump was saying several dozen US military personnel had um, strange headaches or they had strange, um, yeah, strange sort of uh, undiagnosed injuries. Now there are some people that claim in that several uh, US personnel were killed in those attacks again one can't verify them anyway the point that i'm trying to make even after the head of the u.s sorry of the iranian military the head honcho guy was killed you know at the time back in 2020 everyone was predicting oh this is definitely this is definitely going to lead to world war through world war three sorry and and a conflation of the situation over there in the middle east and of course as we know it didn't so i'm just using that as an example to point to one of the reasons why i think on all sides um there's a vested interest to to make sure that things are contained within some sort of um agreed upon parameters and again that doesn't mean that people haven't been suffering that doesn't mean that uh, israelis and palestinians aren't going to suffer again in the future unfortunately but i think um a lot of people um kind of fall into this trap once again of um this sort of black and white thinking and and, and constantly believing that world war three is on the horizon they need to kind of just um, embrace a little bit more critical thinking because I've been looking at events over there in the Middle East now on and off coming up in nearly 20 years since sort of 2005 and 06 and um, it got pretty intense for me um, during 06 during the Lebanon war and really focusing on what was going on over there and I had to pull back for my own for my own sanity because as we know you know things get pretty pretty heated over there over there and there are very very strong opinions held on either side and 
I found myself going, you know, really, really deep down that rabbit hole, and and um, it was far. It was hard to find any any inner peace, and um, I had to kind of, I had to pull back a bit um, in order to, excuse me, in order to retain some sense of some sense of sanity. Anyway, that was just my my take on yeah the unfolding situation over there in the Middle East and, and hopefully in the coming um, the coming hours and the coming days things do um, do uh, de-escalate over there um, that, that would obviously that would be the the preferred option of course um, anyway I just want to move on now and um, I just want to pick up something that um, an aspect of my um, Covid memoirs, really, and um, at the time, I think many of us were shocked, concerned, bewildered, um, angry, frustrated at the way in which um, we saw people complying with what um, I myself um, thought was a form of sort of medical tyranny that was being imposed. On billions of people across the planet and what I couldn't get my head around was why um, why oh why were so many people complying um, complying with, with tyranny why were so many people complying perhaps by extension with tyrants um, what was what was going on here and um, I just want to want to pick up on what I think is, is a really important psychological aspect of why people do do um, comply with tyrants. I think it's this sort of idea of um, when someone appears to be confident, then we sort of follow that person. In, in other words, you know, to follow the leader. And um, you may have found it yourself. Um, I've had it quite a few times. Perhaps you can be in a shop or a store and maybe you're, you know, you're having a good day or you're, you're going through a good time and you're feeling, you know, how are you doing? You know, you're kind of like feeling the vibe and you're feeling really confident and, you know, you've got your shoulders forward and you're just feeling, you know, you're feeling really on top of the world and you're, you're radiating a really kind of positive energy, a real, a real confidence. And I've had it whereby not uncommonly members of the public will sort of come up to you and say, oh, excuse me, um, can you help me? I'm looking for such and such. So they, because you're confident and forthright, they naturally assume that, you know, you're a member of staff. You happen to be a member of staff at the store or, or wherever it is, supermarket, wherever it might be. And I think this speaks to this idea that I believe that we're kind of wired, we're biologically wired. So it's a natural part of our evolution to look towards the leader to look towards um to look towards the individual who who appears to be who appears to have confidence who perhaps i should also also say appears to know what they're doing they might not i think that's key they might not know what they're doing but at least they they appear to and you may have seen it in your own lives when you go out with friends and family it's always reassuring when you get someone that says right we're going to go here in the car, we're going to do this, we're going to go to this cafe, this restaurant, or 
Uh, I packed up, we've brought our own food so we don't have to worry about stopping it uh, anywhere. And people go, yeah, okay, uh, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to go along with that. So I just think that's one of the main reasons why uh, we were shocked and, uh, and horrified is um, an aspect of our natural kind of biological evolution in that we do look towards confident people and towards people who appear um who appear to to be leaders shall we say uh, and and we can be um quite we will quite happily follow and of course during covid people were in a high stress situation they were under a lot of psychological press uh, pressure sorry a lot were a lot of people were being uh, coerced into doing things they they didn't want to do so yeah people were were in in a situation whereby sort of um critical thinking and discernment perhaps wasn't wasn't you know something that they found easy to embrace so even more so in that kind of um, climate or in that kind of environment they were looking for someone who appeared to be confident and then of course if we apply this uh, to a little bit out further a little bit wider towards the whole kind of male female dynamic in terms of the dating scene of course it's it's said and it's um, I found it very much to be true that women do find men who are a co- uh, who are confident, sorry, very very attractive. They they find men who who appear to know what they're doing, who can sort out stressful situations without going into emotional meltdown. That is a very that's an aspect of being a leader that is very very uh, attractive. Many women find that a very very um, attractive trait. So you know w- once again. It is sort of like a situation whereby I find when I look at, because uh, I'm writing up my COVID memoirs at the moment, and I look back and, and I recall a lot of, as I was just saying, the anger and frustration. When I look back now, it's I can go, oh, well, that's understandable. But now, having the benefit of hindsight, I, I can see why so many people did just follow like sheep, did comply with the tyranny, did um did uh, comply with tyrants um, and it wasn't necessarily because um, they were weak or passive or they had some sort of um, you know personality flaw if I can if I can say that there, there was kind of like a sort of um, a sort of uh, biological aspect and not that I'm trying to um, atone for people's actions, but um, as I write my memoirs, I'm trying to just reframe what happened to me and what happened to many, many billions of people um, across this amazing planet that we live on, because I think it is always important to come back to a grounded position in the middle to just to, to find balance. And that doesn't mean that those of us who, who could see what was going on and those of us who were never uh, going to comply with tyrants. That doesn't mean that we were in the wrong and that we, we were irrational or that we were uh, radicals. But I always do in my day-to-day meanderings and ponderings, I do always try and find reasons why or the justifications why um, people behave um, in the way that they do. So I think I'm going to round things up here now. Uh, on about the half hour for today's episode of Into the Void. Um, Obviously the main focus has been the ongoing events um, in the Middle East, which um, if there is any um, 
further uh, sort of escalation of um, yeah development in the in the in the news. Um, I will speak again uh, speak to that um, again next week. Just lastly to add um, that this episode I've been working on about the uh, parallel society that's almost finished now. It's been quite a lot of work. And that will be updated on my Discerning Consciousness podcast site within the next few days. So I just thought I'd share that little bit of content update news with you. So thank you all for tuning in. And uh, yeah, I really do appreciate all your support. And I will speak to you all again very soon. Bye bye for now.